Need a quick hit of Marketing Smarts inspiration? Here it is. We have lifted portions of our Marketing Smarts episodes for those of you who need a quick jolt of marketing savviness right now. Refer to the description for how to find a longer form version. And with that, here it is. Number one, does being your own boss ever get lonely? Short answer is yes. This is why it's really important to get very clear on why you're going out on your own. We have two episodes early on in our uh, podcast mm-hmm. life where we had a part one and part two of becoming an entrepreneur. And so I'm not going to go through all of those points, but those are really good reference points to help you figure out why you're doing it, if you're doing it for the right reasons, and what it actually takes so that your eyes are open when you're going through that. But all of that to say, when you do decide to go on your own, I, I think Loneliness was one of the things that I didn't automatically assume would happen, but did eventually happen. And so for me, I just talked about networking, right? That's one of the outlets that really has helped me with loneliness. Also, I wouldn't have said that I was looking for a partner necessarily, but now that Ann and I have the partnership, I feel a lot less of that because I have someone I know that I can always call, bounce things off of. Even when we're running in different directions for the business or working on different clients or whatever, there's someone else kind of in my corner versus me just sort of making all the decisions by myself, which was a really odd feeling, I think, after a while and a lonely place to be. Um, But even if you don't decide to have a partner, I think the point here is at some point you will get lonely. And I've talked ad nauseum about being an extrovert and getting my energy from other people. I don't care if you're an extrovert or an introvert. If you literally are spending all your time by yourself every day, even if you tend to enjoy that, Mm -hmm. you you really will at some point realize, hey, I'm kind of lonely. I'm chugging away. I'm not interacting with people enough. Even if you're, you know, you're an entrepreneur and your business is computer science or programming all day or whatever, you have to get out and get that energy and get that exposure to other people. And I think also give yourself the permission to do that. So even if you are busy and even if you don't always have the time, you have to make time for the things that are going to recharge you and give you the energy back. And so for me, and I've talked about this before too, during COVID, I found myself really lonely. The screen and the phone and all of that really wasn't doing it for me. So actually getting out and just physically seeing other people on a run made a huge difference to me. So I would say short answer, yeah, it does get lonely and you do have to get creative sometimes and you do have to make sure and more proactively integrate people into your life, especially if you're coming from a big company where you took for granted that you saw 100 people in the office and however many more clients each day. Yeah. And I think also the lonely part comes, and I've heard this a lot from people who decide to start their own business business, like maybe even a brick and mortar or, you know, a product-based business, um, where they say, you know, the the adage, like I'm using a lot of adages today, but like it's lonely at the top. Mm. It doesn't matter where the top is. Yep. <laughs> if you're the top, it can get very lonely. And a lot of times that's because you're expected to know everything. Or at least yeah. you feel like you're expected to know everything, right? You expect like when something goes wrong that you should have a solution for that. You should be able to make a decision. Whereas, you know, and you don't have a lot of people to bounce that off of. And then you don't want to feel vulnerable in front of your employees or your or uh, the people that are, are working for you because you feel like they, they need a soli- the solidarity of you being there in order to be like this figure that's going to make it okay or, to you know, growing the company. And mm-hmm. it's just a lot of weight to carry on your shoulders. And that can feel very lonely, too. 
So in those cases, there are fantastic groups, and I would highly suggest you seek out one of these groups that allow you to have that connectivity, whether it's your local chamber. Mm-hmm. Um, like we've saw, we, we're part of the Northern Kentucky Chamber, and that's been a really great network yep. for us. Um, there's a, a, a group called Vistage. Vistage um, is like call it like a board of directors for small and mid-sized businesses where you have other people like you that you can bounce things off of and, and regular opportunities for training and learning. Um, there's mastermind groups, like find something that allows you to have an outlet to be able to share what's going on with you in a safe space so that you can get that input from others. So you can like be challenged on some of the decisions you make, because as much as we think that we're really good at what we do, um, there's always blind spots and you need somebody that's going to be able to give you that, that clear mirror back and transparently be able to give you feedback about what might be your blind spots. Yeah, I think the reference to lonely at the top is is really right on because I think that was my misconception was because I was still going to be surrounded by people working and managing the projects and talking to people all day and getting the work done and being with clients. I think it was that sort of idea of being in charge of all of it and everybody always looking to you mm-hmm. and thinking, Okay, but then who do I go to? All right. In the trenches, number two, what do you do to manage the stressful times? And I'll let you start this one. (laughs) Drink wine. Next question. (laughs) Fair enough. And then? Oh, and there's more? Um, Okay. No, that's fine. No, I mean, I think, you know, like I said, going out – on your own is that 24-7, seven days a week, 52 weeks a year, that your business is open all the time. It's really up to you to have the discipline in order to be able to really manage that in a way that's conducive to the rest of your life. And only you can do that. All right. So to manage the stressful times, I've had to just stop. Mm-hmm. Right. There's some places where I'm just like, OK, I just have to stop. I have I might my, my energy level is done for the day. Um, I don't have enough energy in order to like be with my family. Um, I am not, not being productive at this point. I mm-hmm. just need to stop. Now, that might be on a weekday I decide I need to stop. And then I'm like, OK, well, then I'm going to have to finish this on a Saturday. Yep. And not that I'm going to take away time from my family, in those days, but I do carve out a couple hours and I'm like, OK, this is my time that I need to kind of get this done. But you're doing it in a very productive way, too, which is like, all right, well, I'm not like to your your example you did before. It's like, oh, I'm procrastinating. I'm going to play some video games. Then I'll go do your work. No, you had to be very disciplined to get to get that work done. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you how much discipline helps with stress because your priority making, your choice, you're making your right, the right choices and you're setting up your day that's going to put your energy where it needs to be in order to produce the best possible impact. Mm-hmm. Now, on the other side of this, I find um, that if I'm really stressed out, I usually need a really good workout or I need good sex. There we go. I mean, that's that's <laughs> just the, like the honest like, thing. I mean, hey, this is uh, we're, we're very transparent. But um, for me, I find that yoga is a big restorer. Um, I, I crave yoga um, at least once a week because it helps to just kind of like pull my whole self back into itself again and just kind of get grounded. I love listening to podcasts, uh, all kinds of podcasts. I'm a podcast consumer. I did this just voraciously when I was transitioning because what was so important to hear for me was that other people it's now who are now very successful in their mm-hmm. businesses um, started exactly where I was, had the same doubts, had the same frustrations, had the same like 
what am I doing? Like they and they had like um, that whole kind of just fear and like some of those things that we get when we're kind of in the midst of it. And that gave me hope that like there is a light at the end of the tunnel. So that always helped me kind of manage my stress. Um, and then sometimes it's just like breaking loose. Sometimes you just need to go break loose. Like a couple weeks ago, we went down to the new hockey talk that just opened in Westchester, Lori's Roadhouse, and we danced like we were like 20 again. I mean, of course, all the 20 years were like, what the heck? But they just gave us our space and it was fine. But I mean, that all always helped me with stress. And then also I have a therapist and I've always been very open in saying that um, I pay her to listen to me. Um, and she's yep. great at that. Right. Um, and so that is really, really helpful to have somebody that I can just like put it all out there to. And she's like, oh, my God, that's really that's a lot. I'm like, it is a lot, isn't it? You know, and so just have somebody to kind of reiterate that back to you. Um, it, it's really helpful, I think so. No, I, I mean, I think that's right on. And one of the things that I want to go back to is kind of the point of diminishing returns. And mm-hmm. I feel like this is always one of the things, whether it was when I was managing a new team member now when we're coaching people at different points in their career that we have to talk about at some point, right? Because you can't just work yourself to death. And no, Mm -hmm. do you really want to work on a Saturday? Probably not. But in the grand scheme of things, you're going to be more productive and more efficient and just calmer and less stressed if you learn what works for you and then you stick to that. And so... I think this is where we have to remember that we're all human beings. And so just because there's 24 hours in a day, it doesn't mean you should work definitely not all 24, but not even 12 consistently, you know, like figure out what those patterns are that work for you. And I said before, you know, I go on a run during the business day, the technical nine to five, Mm -hmm. pretty much every day. And I try to stick to that unless we have one of those really crazy days, which we've had a few of, admittedly, recently, where that's just not possible. But to Anne's point about figuring out the structure that works for you, for me, it's getting up and all those things that have been, you know, flying around my head overnight or I wake up or whatever thinking about. I have to tackle all of those before I sit down to do any of the strategic work or writing these episodes or writing a blog post or even tackling something like, okay, we need to do a video shoot this week. What does that look like all the way around, right? Mm -hmm. Those things that are bigger picture bigger project and require that brain power. Those are the types of things. And then bigger picture, I think, too, you have to kind of come back and whether it's talking to a therapist or whether you talk to your friends or your business partner to figure out what's going on. I mean, one of the things that I realized recently about myself is I really need to get out of Cincinnati on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Like, and I, I knew this during COVID, this was like very top of mind for me. And we did a lot of cabins in a lot of different cities, but because we've gotten really busy lately and because, you know, family wise, you know, my son played soccer, we couldn't just leave for a weekend. We didn't want to let down his team or teach him that that was okay. You know, that kind of stuff. I sort of let it fall by the wayside. And I was like, man, why am I feeling this way? And I realized it's been a while since I've been gone. So it's the little things to manage every day. It's also the bigger things that you need on an ongoing basis. Like for Ange said, yoga is, you know, good once a week, right? But if she doesn't do that for two weeks, I'm sure that it mm-hmm. starts, you start to feel that. So you got to think about that all the way around in order to take care of yourself, yes, but then automatically it links to the productivity of the work. It just does. If you, like last night, I think I was working until 7.30, 
And that was okay because I'd taken enough breaks and I'd done enough different things. Mm -hmm. And I had this pocket of an hour where the kids were quiet and I'm like, I can write this now. But you can't, you also can't count on that. I think that's right on. And I also want to say to do not sacrifice sleep. No. I mean, oh, I, no. I, if I hear one more person um, talk about how productive they are because they get up at four o'clock in the morning and this and that and the other, I mean, I, every once in a while when I get up at four o'clock in the morning because I have to go to the bathroom, I'm sitting there looking at my clock. I'm like, you got to be effing like <laughs> kidding me that people get up at this early in the morning and like start like their day. I'm like, I need like eight hours of sleep. Same. I can't function Same. without eight hours of sleep, you know. And so sometimes, you know, um, when I wake up, I already have a bunch of like texts and slacks from April. And I'm like, hmm, I'm just waking up. <laughs> but um, I've also been texting and I, you know, in, in slacking her at 9 to 30 at night and she's already asleep. So, I mean. You have to honor your sleep. Not getting sleep is not a badge of I'm such a stud, like, you know, because I'm like only sleeping four hours and I'm working 20 hours a day. That is a self-fulfilling prophecy of doom. I mean, it just really, really is. So honor your body, honor your mental health, take care of yourself. Just don't get stuck in the trap that it has to be like a 24-7 grind for like three years till you like you lose your whole entire self, your family, your everything in order to make this work. If that's the choice you need to make, you really need to seriously reconsider if you are in the right place for you. Yeah. And the last thing I will say here is don't think for one second that you can just look at emails at nighttime or super early in the morning and be like, oh, I'll get to it later. You don't stop thinking about it. Yeah, you Touch just it once yeah. to get it done. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right. In the trenches, number three, you mentioned that the instant team is not there. How do you deal with this? So I talked about this a little bit in relation to that previous discussion of decide what work you're going to do and what work you're not going to do and then continue to change that as it makes sense for your business. And this is something actually that Anne helped me learn and get on board with when we first partnered up is I think the tendency is to do all the things you can do yourself, right? Mm -hmm. And for me, honestly, part of my model was to be able to do a lot of it myself. You don't want to invest the money and spend the money when you think you can do it yourself. you think you can just do it yourself, right. But that can quickly start bleeding into areas where you really shouldn't be doing it yourself and where you're sacrificing other things like being out and selling or networking or whatever, trying to plow through something that really you have no business tackling because it's going to take you twice as long, your energy is going to be depleted, you're going to be frustrated, all of these different things. And so when I went on my own in the very beginning, my hard line was I was never going to be back on the board to design. I just wasn't. That was something that I was like, this is just stupid. I haven't been in practice for over 15 years. This is like just a terrible use of my time. I'm not going to do it. Now, when Ann and I partnered up, I ended up actually doing a little bit of it because I found that it was a good outlet for me with really simple stuff. So we had someone else do our logo, do the heavy lifting of the branding. We were both heavily involved in that and the strategy. But then when we got to things like, oh, we need a mark for marketing smarts and it needs to fit with fourth rate people. I was like, it's going to be kind of fun. And I was able to do it because I had a starting point, right? Mm -hmm. So there's been a few things that I would say are labor of love or whatever that I've done just to give myself a creative outlet because that is one of the things for me. I have to put my creativity somewhere. But as far as logo design and all of that kind of stuff, that is out of my wheelhouse. And I am totally comfortable saying that I'm not going to do that. 
Then I think on the other side of the doers and who's going to actually get the work done, we talked a little bit about this already as well, but who is your board of advisors, so to speak? Who are the people, you know, if you don't have a partner or even if you do like Ann and me, we still go to other people and ask them for their advice, either because Mm -hmm. they have more expertise, like people we bring on the show or they've been there before, they've dealt with this type of client or they're in a space that we really want to get into. There's tons of reasons why. But we tap into those folks because we're looking for help, advice, information, and they're a shorter way to get there, but then also a good relationship opportunity for us to have. And so to the one question about loneliness, you know, or Anne's love of saying that until the world's run by robots, (laughs) we are all people, we all need other people. And so... Surround yourself by the right ones. Surround yourself by the people you need for the business and that you want to be part of it. And by no means think you're going to be able to pull off a business of any kind. I will put that statement out there. It does not matter what it is. If you're truly trying to build a business, you cannot do it as a team of one. Yeah, I second that um, wholeheartedly. Um you, you just you need other humans in order to be able to be successful. And that's just the reality of the world. So a lot of people, too, like to go into business on, on their own because they feel like, great, then I don't have to talk to anybody. Right. <laughs> I don't. I mean, we had a, a potential client like that. We're like, um, it's not going to work and we can't help you if you're not willing to, like, talk to people. Yes. But um, my rule of thumb and I use this for all of our property management that we do, too, which you know, it's a little bit different of work and definitely a lot more like it's just so much easier just to do it myself kind of thing. But what I um, have come to to believe is that if I could be doing something instead that would make more money than what I am doing now, I basically farm it out. Mm-hmm. All right. So, for example, and I always I laugh for this example because I don't do the books, but this is my example because now mm-hmm. April does the books like. <laughs> If I'm doing the books, which I think is like excruciatingly painful um, versus doing a new content module for Marketing Smarts Marketing page, right? We can pay a bookkeeper um, a lot like more economical amount that I would be able to make selling a new module, right? Mm-hmm. So that is what I have come to believe. Now, at the very beginning, you know, you have to kind of pick and choose where you want to yep. invest your time. If you're finding something very excruciatingly painful and it's just dragging you down, but it's necessary for your business, it may be something you need to invest in right away Yeah. in order to make sure that that part of your business gets done. So you can focus all your time and attention and energy on things that are your expertise that are going to drive your business, especially when we talked about, you know, always having to feel like you're, you're selling um, in the way that you are constructing your day. So Make, just be really honest with yourself on that. Now, don't overhire either, especially initially. Um, like I said, it's really good to understand some of what that work is so they can understand who the right people are to hire in that case. But um, really, you know, honor and value your time uh, in order to make sure that you're putting that time where it belongs. Yeah, exactly. Number four. You have talked a lot about what's not great about being your own boss, which is fair. (laughs) What is the very best thing about it? And I will say, honestly and truly, working for myself. The ability for me to be able to tell people that I work for myself, I know that sounds stupid and cheesy, but I get energy just by stating that fact out loud. I know that I've said I always kind of felt like I was meant to be an entrepreneur. It didn't always look like it looks right now, and I I don't think it ever does, quite honestly. Mm -hmm. 
But as I look back and Anne made the mention of, you know, her very worst day on her own didn't even compare to the very best day working in the corporate world. I tend to feel pretty much the same, especially given where we are right now. And I was just in this conversation um, the other day, actually, with my husband about um, actually a podcast that Ann recommended, which was Jim Nance kind of telling his story mm-hmm. and and going through how much joy he gets out of being an announcer and what that means to him and all of those kinds of things. And so my husband said, wouldn't it be great to find something like that? And I kind of sat there for a minute and I was like, you know, I feel like I'm pretty close. And so we got into that discussion and I was like, Part of it, yes, is being my own boss, but also I think it's the freedom of making the decisions of what we're going to go and do and mm-hmm. then figuring out a way to go and do that, right? So Ian said before we wanted to be coaches and people were like, it doesn't translate. Well, we're like, how do we go and make it translate then? Okay, mm-hmm. we start the podcast. That kind of eliminates the need for credentials in a lot of situations and people hear us talk and they're like, why wouldn't we hire them to do this? And so we found a way to, well, one, circumvent that normal system But also, I mean, we did a keynote speech last week, and I still feel the energy from Mm -hmm. that. And I left that speech, and I was like, if this isn't like it for me, it is very close of fulfillment and happiness and excitement and being able to speak to a room full of a few hundred people and have an impact and watch people nodding their heads. I mean, you can hear it. I'm just, I still, I'm still getting so much energy from that. And so are we doing that or whatever that thing is for each of us all the time? No. But the more we do that, the closer I believe I am to doing exactly what I'm meant to do and on my own terms, which is back to the point of just how much pride and happiness I feel in working for myself. Yeah. And if you're interested in that um, podcast episode, that's Michael Gervais, Finding Mastery. And it's an excellent podcast all in itself. But um, the one he just did with Jim Nance is phenomenal. So I highly suggest that one. I thought it was great. Amazing. Um, And, you know, for me, the very best thing, and I've talked about it a lot, so I'm just going to summarize it um, here and hit three key points, which is the flexibility to manage my own schedule. That has been phenomenal, especially since I actually have older kids. But being in a corporate environment for 20 years, I didn't have that flexibility to be with my kids you know, necessarily the way that I would have always wanted to be. Now, I never felt like I was like sacrificing my relationship with my kids at that point. So that's not what I'm saying here. But like now... I can take my daughter to soccer practice. Normally, the nanny would have taken her to soccer practice, but now I could take her to soccer practice, and then she's forced to have to talk to me for 30 minutes. <laughs> and she's stuck there, and I make her turn off their phone, and she has to talk to me. And you know, and so I get that time with her where I wouldn't normally get that time with her. So I, I find a lot of value in that. Um, I can do the work I want to do in order to make an impact that fulfills me. And that, I told you at the very, very beginning, was has been core, where I get to do my own bidding, not somebody else's bidding. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing what other people feel is important. I'm doing what I feel is important. And I find that extremely rewarding. And then probably as important is my boss is okay with me having wine at lunch. <laughs> yes. So I find that fun. And I always still find it fun when I'm talking to my <laughs> friends. And I'm like, hey, can you um like do this thing on Friday? I mean, we might do it a long weekend, you, you know? And everybody's like, yeah, I have to check my schedule. And I was like, hmm, I'll check with my boss. Yeah, my boss is fine with it. <laughs> so I still find that fun to do. And they give me like usually two middle fingers up and stuff like that. But it never gets old. Never gets old. Never gets old. <laughs> still need help in growing your marketing smarts? Contact us through our website, forthright-people.com. 
We can help you become a savvier marketer through coaching or training you and your team or doing the work on your behalf. Please also help us grow the podcast by rating and reviewing on your player of choice and sharing with at least one person. Now, go show off your marketing smarts.